genre. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about week old comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the other voices on this show Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin them for you. I will also give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story today is Nightwing number 80 by Tom Taylor, Bruno. Redondo and Adriano Adriano Lucas. Yeah. So we're They're... on seventy five. This episode seventy five now. Oh, I had man. a small panic attack because I forgot. Holy shit! How do I say hi <laughs> on this show? I forgot <laughs> well, what know. I say seventy five times. But then I've also been thinking, like, what if I just did something different? I just oh, like man. was going through like cal- <laughs> you know things I've I could also, say at the top of the show. I've also had moments where I'm like, I should say hello differently and throw everyone off. Yeah. But then I panic because I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> right. And just sound, just, just say a different word gonna- completely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny too, because any, any time that I like say your guys' name out of the usual order on the top of the show, right. it screws everything up. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, there's, there's a rhythm. And if you fuck you, with the you rhythm. All, you all looked at me like I just like farted or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I almost just yelled howdy. Like just screamed it. Because my brain didn't know what to say. Well, now I'm definitely going to do a next episode. Yeah, like I've been toying with a new. It's we're it's almost time. Right? Like you know, I feel like it's time for a new greeting. I'm also all. about to go down to Florida for two weeks, so it's very likely Ooh. I come back with number one, my accent again. I and number two, hope so. Saying howdy. Uh, you just yeah. pick it up. It was like in a box. You got to dust it off. <laughs> uh, here it is. <laughs> How y'all doing today? <laughs> I hope you come back with the florida and like the funny that, part is that uh, my mom doesn't even have an accent and like so i'm, I'm going down to florida uh f- for two weeks in june to take care of my mom because she's getting the surgery done um just on her hand she's fine but um yeah she doesn't even have an accent and i'm not gonna like hang out with anyone because i'm just gonna be with her but like just literally watching the commercials like if, oh man if local, i just hear yeah, like come local on TV. down the barnacle bills on north monroe like too many times <laughs> yeah it's just i'm gonna, gonna number get, one go on down to barnacle bills on north monroe <laughs> obviously get some good ass um <laughs> muscles this is not an endorsement <laughs> oh it is barnacle bills is amazing um, Dude, i don't think i could eat at a place called barnacle bills that's gross oh, that's, that's amazing a, that's a tallahassee institution my friend that's a great name it's just a big whale and there's a little little bills <laughs> all, all across you scrape oh, the particles off the whale. Oh, yeah, but God. they're Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's the whale. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's his name. So no. good. Uh, but yeah, no. So I'm afraid that I'm just gonna watch too many like local public access oh, commercials God. and be there. Right there's back probably to- some. That's probably some fantastic local access commercials because they're oh. pretty fucking good up here. I can only imagine. Well, that commercial specifically that has been running for like twenty something years is like. The guy that taught, like, my swim instructor is, like, the voice actor on that commercial that's literally been running the entire time I've been alive. <laughs> Good so, I, I'm just crazy. afraid you're going to come back with, like, a real short on top mullet and, like, a fanny pack. <gasps> Please. And a new chewing tobacco addiction. Uh, and somehow and a, a big belt buckle. A How dare alligator. you assume I don't already have a fanny pack and a belt buckle? 
I have plenty. Yeah, uh, but you, you need the haircut to tie it all together. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I can't pull off a mullet. I've tried. But uh, <laughs> chewing no, tobacco, I, I, that's a that's a flat out no. You didn't try hard enough to pull off that mullet. <laughs> wow. That's all I'm saying. The mullet pulls off you. That's all, yeah. Oh. You, you have to... Become um, sentient. <laughs> yeah. The mullet's 95% confidence. If you think you should have it, it works for you. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I wish I had the kind of confidence that someone with a mullet obviously has. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's More what I'm than likely, at. speaking of confidence, I'm going to come back with a bald head because it's going to be so hot. Dude. The, with the like, week we've been having here, I can only imagine. Like, you might actually melt. The last when you time get off I shaved plane. my head, it was because I rode a motorcycle in Florida, and I'm like, you know what? No, this is done. I'm done, and I just shaved my yeah, head. Yeah, so, but that. it takes so long to grow it back that I would just like I'd have to apologize to my hairdresser. Like, we worked so hard for this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I I keep I like almost how... shaving my head. You should. It's a, it's very liberating, and also to all women out there who I, who might be listening. Uh, shave your head. It's the greatest feeling you'll ever have. Because every girl says, like, I could never pull it off. I'm like, girl, you can. I'm here to tell you that you can. I love how your first thought was, I need to apologize to my hairdresser and not Zach. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he'd be down. You he'd just come back cool and you're just like, who is this person that just walked into my house? When we met, I was bald, so it's fine. He'd be like, oh, sick. She's, like, way more into punk again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dope. You're bald again. All right. Oh, That's you're fine. a tank girl again. <laughs> Exactly. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll do that. Except uh, I would look weird. No, I wouldn't. The problem with both of y'all is that like keeping the beard and shaving the head is a very specific look. Yeah. That's that's. Well, a- I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shave it down to the like the skull. I just like like putting it on like and uh one of those little. Yeah, like a, like a three guard or whatever. Yeah, like a or quarter- just like the highest one at this point because you know. Well, then it just looks like you have a helmet on because it's just it's all, <laughs> yeah. it's the same length all over. At that point, just get a hairdresser to cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, just fucking clip a, get a one and just fucking have him take it down. So it looks like whatever you got left, it'll make a ring or whatever's left on your head. It'll just be right there. You'll be fine. <laughs> One's pretty fucking short. One is very short. Yeah, Can confirm. Just, and it's it's so much hair. I haven't cut my hair in shit. Almost. <sighs> Two and a half years? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I'm at the point where, like, I wouldn't want to shave my beard because I don't know what my face looks like underneath. Like, <laughs> it's definitely fat, and I don't know how fucked up the skin is, so I'm not, like, it's there forever now. Like, yeah, I, my, my, my beard is there forever. Yeah. The long beard is, is there forever. Although, I just mowed the lawn for the first time in the heat yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, if I didn't have this beard, this would be way that's, more pleasant. You can't get rid of the beard. That's where your wizard powers come from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you, I, you go I, back down to zero in wizard powers. Yeah, yeah I know. And it's it took me so long to finally... It's a stat decrease. ...to finally get it to grow out right? long. Yeah, that's, to get those wizard powers. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot of grinding. Uh, yeah, and, and beards are just contouring for men. So absolutely, it's true. You know, I would have a beard if I could, you know? Yeah. Like, you'd work that shit. Girl. I have a very yeah, if fat, I shape, round I, face. I, but you can't tell yeah. as much. <laughs> I don't think I'm I'm willing to deal with how much smaller my face and head would look if I shaved my beard off. Sure. <laughs> my my dad, uh, when I was a kid, always had a beard for like the entire time I've known him. Shaved it off once and I was like, Oh, you're the piece of shit reason I have a weak chin. What the hell? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so my mom's got like a fucking iron, like square clad, amazing jawline, and I'm just like 
My chin disappears if I look down at my shoes too closely. <laughs> I just look 10 years younger. Yeah. I have a full-on baby face. Yep. So. We all do. That's, you know, it's the problem. We're just babies. We just, are just, just babies. That's why we make this show for babies. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to come back. I knew it. I knew we were going to round it. And that's why we try to explain comics like we're talking to a baby. That's not what we do on this show. It's right. But you have to do it to me because sometimes you have to. Some of these books are absurd. Especially when a we couple get of these X-Men. issues we're going to have to, me and RJ are going to have to explain to you like a baby who some of these characters are. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I guess I end my way through lots of these new comics. It's fine. <laughs> Should we talk about comics now, for the love of God? <laughs> oh, RJ, are you still here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> Jesus. He's just been waiting for us. Like, these motherfuckers have been talking for an hour and a half. Can we just talk about <laughs> X-Men already? Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, well, go. Go take it away. Talk about some uh, X-Men. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... <laughs> and, he d- and then he doesn't want to. <laughs> It's too much setup. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the pressure, anyway. I can't take it. <laughs> uh, so, Way of X number two by Sice Barrier, Bob Quinn, and Java Tartaglia. Is that it? Tartaglia. 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 This is a dope okay. cover. Before we get into it, the cover's fucking sweet. Wait, which one is it? The, I think the it's the one? A. The one with the Kraken and the boat. No, the yeah. Inside of Nightcrawler's Pirate Mind. Yeah. That one. Really we, cool We cover. get there pretty quickly. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> so then it, it, it picks up from issue one where Nightcrawler went to go check where Legion is and he found Legion. And <laughs> well, he's like, are you the Patrick man? Legion's like, no. He's like, all right. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Well, but never anyway, mind. <laughs> so yeah, Legion. Good talk. Legion needs help from Nightcrawler. And uh doesn't tell him why, just tell him it's all gonna go bad in ten minutes if yeah. you don't figure it out. And just puts like, and just puts it also, in his brain. They, yeah, they also pop in Nightcrawler's brain and he's just yeah. having he's just having swashbuckling adventures because it's Nightcrawler. He's like, Wow, I thought there would be like, you know, church stuff, you know, like stained glass windows and pews everywhere. It's no. The little I love all the little nightcrawlers on the ship. Yeah, like the, the different versions of him. It's so great. <laughs> the BAMPs. I miss the BAMPs. So they they started appearing like the same time that we find out about the swashbuckling Nightcrawler stuff because there's this like issue of Uncanny X Men where Kitty is like went into a fantasy book or something and that's where you get like the Bamps and mm. swashbuckling Kurt and a bunch of things so, and pickles it. yeah is that Wolverine we were supposed no to get pickles, pickles was the uh, was the Bamf that. Oh right, okay. Uh, that young Hank had when when the the uh, '60s X Men were in this timeline, right? Yeah, they were. They had a Volkswagen bus that was bigger on the inside, <laughs> like a that, like, like a Doctor Who, whatever it's called, Tardis. basically. Mm-hmm. And Tardis. they had a, a pet Banff named Pickles, and he would teleport them all over the country. Right, that was yeah. a we- that was a particularly weird time in X Men. You said so many words mm-hmm. that just sound like complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> like sure. I said, we're gonna explain it to you like a baby. Yeah, what apart? What about that? Didn't you get? <laughs> so <laughs> Nightcrawler goes back to Kokoa and gathers his team for the mission. Um, so he grabs Pixie uh, and uh, Nemesis. Um, 
I love this whole scene with Nemesis where he's talking. Fabian Cortez is just drinking his sorrows because he got fired <laughs> from Sword, and they're watching Dazzler, and like the whole interaction is great. And just Nemesis is talking so much shit on Dazzler, and he doesn't even know F- who Fabian is. And Dazzler's like, "Oh yeah, that's Fabian Cortez." And Fabian's like, "She knows my name." <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis has terrible taste in music. Okay. Yeah, he does. Dazzler is the best. Yeah. No, yeah, Nemesis just has to talk down to everyone about everything. Uh, but and then that that woman uh, who like from the from the first issue who like can go all stretchy and make people throw up. Um, lost. Yeah, yeah, lost. She tries to get uh, Nightcrawler's attention for a second time, and again. He bamps away. But he's like, he's like, I, I understand that I keep doing this to you, and I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, just then, as uh, yeah. she witnesses um, some kind of entity and a mask take Fabian Cortez away, or appear behind him, or something. Yeah, it's creepy. yeah she, she can see the, the patchwork man. Um, yeah. Also, she makes everyone in the bar puke, including Dupe. Dupe yep. And Dupe's puke is all like I, rainbow colors. I, just, I love that Dupe's cameo is him throwing up. <laughs> I wonder so what Dupe eats that it's it's such colorful unicorns. Vlerp. Yeah, it's unicorns. It's definitely unicorns. <laughs> so uh, the team gets to uh, where they're going, which is like it's a Orcus facility out in the in a desert, uh, yep. Saudi Arabia. Um, mm-hmm. and essentially they were experimenting on Legion, so he's a brain in a jar. Um, <laughs> I like the, the explanation of how he's a brain in a jar. He's like, I don't know. Did they kill me and take it? Did they clone my brain? I, that doesn't really matter, but that's my brain in a jar. <laughs> and then, uh, we find out that they've been using Legion to create simulations of Kokoa so they can figure out how to destroy it, which is fucked up. It's fucked up, but also like weirdly brilliant. Like, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's super like, fucked up, though. Yeah, because like if you're gonna but, get a brain to create that shit, like that's probably the best one. And like, it's it's weird, like the way that they're like, what what's the um the name of the the theory that they're testing? Um, um, the, ah, shit, it's the like arrangement that- of the infinite. Basically, it's like the theory, like how like societies um decay. Yeah, but like specifically, like anarchy. Like they're they're like oh no this could never work because there's like no rules, and it's like yeah the it's the hypothetical decay afflicting societies with no limits yeah mm. which I guess is also the powers that mutants possess Since but they're still theoretically I mean, it's entropy well also. if they're theoretically a utopia how would how would you hypothetically yeah. decay that yeah uh, meaninglessness yeah. begets alienation desire leads to sadism and self destruction it's like no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't. That's well, they're stupid. well. They're saying they could be <laughs> well. They're basically saying it could be over hundreds and thousands of years. But what they're trying to do is make it happen like tomorrow. Yeah, instantly. They're trying to really crank and turn the clock. Like that probably would happen. Like imagine if they just do this for thousands of years, and they you know that they, they could turn to that. But they're trying to get it done so they destroy themselves overnight um, by introducing whatever they're trying to introduce yeah. or figure out what it is. Yeah. But so, using Legion to get there is is pretty clever. Well, because you could say. just make infinite things that could be the thing that takes down Krakoa. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they 
you know, figure out that they have to murder Legion. Uh, <laughs> and Nemesis is about to do it, but then Kurt says that, you know, he feels responsible, so he's got to do it. And, man, this scene is heavy as fuck. Yeah, it is. Dude, Nemesis was a little too excited to do it. But I also, I love, like, Kurt trying to pray. He's like, yeah. oh, Father, forgive me. He's like, you know what? Never mind. And just shoots him. He's like, dang. Yeah, so he, Nightcrawler goes, you're not your flaws, David Holler, and if destroying a lump of empty meat will help you start afresh to rule yourself, well, perhaps there are sins worth sinning. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that's him. the I think that's the foundation of whatever his religion is, right? Because, like, if if death isn't if, if murder isn't a mortal sin and it's necessary sometimes then you know that's a that's a foundation for some new philosophy i guess yeah yeah yep so then there's this big scene about uh Krakoa kind of all uh feeling the presence of legion being reborn because he's such a like a powerful mm-hmm. uh entity um and he shows up he's just he's just fucking he's just heckling Xavier and Magneto. Well, I love this fucking thing, this little nugget, basically, like, Xavier's like, I'm not gonna put his memories back, but Legion's like, mm. go fuck yourself, I was a nightcrawler, I'll put myself yeah, back. he did it himself! <laughs> and I'm here now, because, like, yeah. he wasn't gonna bring him back, If he you want a job body. done properly, you gotta do yeah. it. Just I thought that Xavier. was awesome. Because he goes to Xavier, taps him on the helmet, he's like, you look like a crap astronaut. <laughs> I just Crap think it's not. that he was like at the point where he was like, "All right, yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna hitch a ride." And Kurt, because I know he's probably not gonna do what I need, like fully resurrect me. Yeah. So I, I thought that. that was awesome. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I know about the Hellfire Gala." And like, "You guys are showing off." It's like whatever. <laughs> and then Magneto approaches him, uh, because he's doing something involving Omega level mutants, which we know from the solicitations for planet sized X Men, um, mm. which is all these Omegas that are getting together for something, which is probably going to involve Mars. Maybe who knows? <laughs> who uh, knows? <laughs> but it's cool that it like kind of ties in and like, and then you know, Legion's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, "I I don't trust you." <laughs> yeah, that's great. I like that he magics himself up a pair of pants. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just standing in front of him with his dick hanging out. I'm like, gotta get some pants. So Kurt then, tries to give him pants. He's like, and he's like, nah, I got this. I got this. Don't, don't worry anyway. about it. And then, uh, so Legion and, and Kurt start talking. I really like their relationship in this, and like, it feels like it's gonna be something really cool going forward. Yeah, agreed. Um, and he kind of helps him, like, uh, David, because he didn't want to be called Legion, but he now, now he feels like he wants to go by that, mm-hmm. um, kind of finding his sense of self. I haven't really, like, besides Spurrier's legacy where he wrote Legion the first time, David hasn't really had this much, like, characterization. And just him, he feels so human in this, and so, uh, like, just his trauma from all of this is making him really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and like, as much as he is, you know, like mentally ill, he also has his full like capacities when he does, you know what I mean? So it's like these moments of clarity and these moments of like manic erratic behavior that yeah. like, it's not just goofy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people try to portray him as like, Oh, look at all the personalities. Whoa. But like, no, yeah, that's traumatic. Like that's a lot. Yeah. 
So that that got me thinking though, like couldn't they just resurrect him without the schizophrenia? I mean, it's oh. in his brain. How could you like separate it from his personality? They, they could like just his... make the body different. Oh yeah. Could they? They were talking about submitting requests to have different bodies like early on. But yeah, you know, I, I feel like it's... Omega wanted a bigger Johnson. At one and point. if or Xavier could just would up, that work if, with because like, Xavier didn't want to upload the personality the way it was before because it was too much of a danger. So maybe he could upload pieces of it. Hmm. But maybe. Legion knew that and was like, "Fuck y'all," <laughs> and put himself. Yeah, I mean, he battle. bypassed it all anyway. But right? is exactly. there a way to do just part of it? Is that I don't know. Potentially, don't know. right? Yeah, maybe. Or not at all, like what, like the, what he was going to do, which then yeah, he was he's just going to leave him as an, an empty husk of a human. He's yeah, gonna, he'd have to like, relearn everything, lobotomize him, and leave him as a also. Empty. Other side note, as we've learned, um, now that he's been reborn, are his powers now cranked up to fucking eleven? No, because he didn't die on Otherworld. That's only people that died. What? No, no. It's just anyone when they get a new body, their powers start evolving. Remember we learned that from the other X-Men when oh, we went to the yeah, from, I, from like iBoy and I stuff. I mean, potential. And we like, learned that from Lost, too. That <laughs> He's already another... like a, he's already like, like one of the most powerful mutants. Right, but like we talked about like uh, Darwin <laughs> X-23 and the other, and the other more, guy. What would he that do? Was the Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we get to the big reveal. Uh, Kurt asks Legion if he knows who the Patchwork Man is and at the end, he, uh, he does, and it's Onslaught, and I'm so what? fucking excited. I got the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. I <laughs> haven't been this excited since the ending of any other X-Comic ever. Uh, this oh, is the only era where I feel like this story would actually work to have Krakoa uh, haunted by one of their biggest failures, both like in story and uh, in the real world. Um, <laughs> and just like, this is tailor-made for me. So happy. I love that fucking dumbass story. It is so bad. So for, for Sean and our listeners that might not be the biggest X-Men uh, fans, RJ, who is Onslaught? Uh, okay, so... Uh, Where to call out Sean? <laughs> Am I, I right, fucking, Sean? I don't fucking know who Onslaught Magneto, is. <laughs> Magneto oh, turns fully evil again uh, after the events... Of, after him, like, running the Xavier School for a while and uh, rips out uh, Wolverine's adamantium. Uh, and it's, like, one of the worst things he's ever done. Uh, and Xavier doesn't know what to do, so he just tries to murder him. So it's also like the lowest point Oops. of uh, Xavier that he's mm -hmm. reached this point where he feels like it's better to now just murder Magneto. Um, and he makes Magneto a vegetable. Uh, he like psychically attacks him and shuts off his brain. Um, Jesus. So Xavier starts becoming corrupt and his soul kind of becomes evil. And, like, and then uh, Magneto soul leave his leaves his body and they kind of mesh and they form this like psychic entity called onslaught um and the one of the things through the course of that book is he finds other really powerful mutants to like kind of like he's basically the he's basically cell from dragon ball z he like keeps <laughs> absorbing people now so you're he, speaking my language yeah so he, so he absorbs like franklin richards and he absorbs Nate Gray, X-Man, 
and he absorbs um, someone else. So he's kind of like all the, these this mesh of the most powerful mutants mm-hmm. on the planet uh, as a psychic, like just juggernaut. Um, he he actually fights juggernaut and like rips out the gem and like flings them across the country. Um, Jesus, that sounds like it should be amazing. Now the, it's it's interesting too because <laughs> now here is Magneto trying to assemble a group of the most powerful Omegas. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just making like a get pulling them all together. Don't put them all in one spot. It's yeah, gonna make it so them, much easier. Put them all on a platter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so in order for Onslaught to be defeated in the nineties, it literally took. <laughs> All of the Marvel Universe, minus the X-Men and Spider-Man, to kill themselves. It, like, to walk into this weird, mysterious bubble and go away for, like, two or three years. And that's how they defeated him. Uh, <laughs> because he was so powerful. But he, uh, mutants would just make him stronger. So only, only, like, other superheroes could do it. So that's how you get Heroes Reborn, which is, like, which is just terrible. It's like the low. It's like Marvel's <laughs> bankruptcy. It's like the lowest point of Marvel. Um, and it was this all Earth like these he- like the heroes after they defeated Onslaught went through this bubble and went wound up on this alternate Earth and all they had all these different stories and like it was a failed reboot project. Um, and then the Marvel <laughs> universe existed of just X Men and Spider Man for like a while, and it was really <laughs> weird. Uh, uh. But I I love. The, the, just the premise of, like, you know, Xavier finally becoming evil and willing to, uh, willing to corrupt his soul so much to, to fight, uh, Magneto. And I, I think Onslaught as a concept has a lot of, you know, potential, but. Yeah, like Sean said, that sounds really cool. How could you fuck that up? Turns out, <laughs> <it's>, very easily. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, maybe this is the time that we, they can fucking nail it. Yeah, and I mean, there's also, like, Xavier and Magneto right now are in this weird moral gray area, so to bring back their other, like, more extreme moral gray area yeah. is pretty interesting. Like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I sure. like it. And then, like, everyone's back, so you could just fucking throw everyone at him. <laughs> it's true. Oh, so it could be fun. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I've got a uh, number one that I've been psyched for for a while. Uh, Wonder Girl, number one by Joelle Jones and Jordi Belair. Uh, holy crap. This was the prettiest book I've ever read in my entire life. This, I am- <laughs> the art in this book makes my brain just shut off. Yeah. And I just like want to put it as wallpaper in my room just start Honestly. tearing it apart yeah. <laughs> i love joelle jones oh, it's, it's so really pretty uh my favorite part about this book has been just like selling uh other like like catwoman and and lady killer to everyone because i'm like oh you think this is pretty go read this <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah the holy shit so uh we met yara floor the new wonder gum wonder woman slash wonder girl and the future state stuff and we talked about those issues a little bit um but that is later on in the future when she is Wonder Woman. Now she is Wonder Girl. Um, and we get this flashback of her and her mother um, fighting Ares. And her mother kind of like it sacrifices herself to save her daughter. And it's, it appears that's the last time that Yara was in Brazil. Because then it flashes back to the present. And she's in the airport waiting to go back on a heritage tour of 
of Brazil where like mm-hmm. all these different people are like like oh yeah like this is my like family heritage so I get to go on a vacation to like learn all about it. Um so as she's boarding the plane it like puts up like all the heckles of all the different warrior ladies all over the world. Uh and yeah. I guess not on the world. So like in Themyscira uh nubia is like oh 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 shit that's that's not good she did what she's what she's going where she's doing what now uh and then it was um uh what's her face in mount olympus i can't remember her name who is this was it hera hera yeah it's hera yeah. um and then in uh uh banna mcdoll uh we have another like warrior queen and they're all basically they're all getting word that yara is returning to her homeland and they're like, this is this is really not good. And she like sets foot in Rio de Janeiro, and the entire DC universe like Dude, pops this, to attention. This page is oh fucking my god, awesome, so pretty, so great. <laughs> I love it. Who's loving the, this, loving this crocodile. I was on the gonna bottom. say, who's the little crocodile? <laughs> yeah. I love that her. Cro- that crocodile is sassy as fuck. Who is she? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we get some Oops. people from Future State. Oops. We got, we got. You know, uh, Nightwing, Nightwing and puppy. the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, got Catwoman, you know, a uh, whole bunch of people. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the, the, the Trinity are all at attention. Um, yeah. even Barbara the- Gordon got a push notification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, the wood elf fairy person gets- that we saw in Future States yep. there. <laughs> Barbara just gets all, like, ESP signals, like, spider sense through just push notifications. Through, yeah. <laughs> like, shit's happening. Uh, yep. Yes. That's what all those screens are for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she gets on a bus, uh, and they're, they're all going through and, like, Say, like introducing themselves fucking, on this on this oh, obnoxious dude, that, bus. That fucking Shibuya roll call bullshit. Oh my god! Yeah, so she's just desperate I heard to do that anything tone else. As the panels that they typed out, like I I was heard it in that in my head. My name like, is Death. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll be a star. And she's just yeah. like head and hands, like oh my god, I'm gonna please die. fucking kill me. I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> so yeah, so she's just looking for anything to escape, and she's just uh. You know, looking out the window, like, hey, what's taking so long? And uh, realizes that there's a car wreck up ahead, and that's why there's such a horrible traffic. I love this panel where she, like, jumps up to look out the window, and he's like, he's like, what is holding up traffic? And she's like, oh, it looks like there was an accident. It's kind of hard to see, though. And he's like, yeah, so many distractions. <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, yeah, you look, di- you're, so you look different pretty. than the most people we get on here. It's like, you know, you're younger, and also, like, stop short from saying, yeah, uh, you're fucking the gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a goddess that just walked in my goddamn van. Literal <laughs> goddess. Yeah, so she runs So these out of the two bus. are going to be a thing, Oh, right? yeah. Like, oh, sure. absolutely. For sure. Yeah. This is her, they're going to do it. This is her yeah. Steve Trevor. That's her Steve Trevor, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she runs up to the um, car that's probably going to explode and, and it rescues the people out of it. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm great. Um, oh, his name is Joao. Um, so that's, that's, her, that's her, her main squeeze to be. Um... <laughs> Her main squeeze that she met <laughs> on the bus four minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Hey, the ship has been shipped. <laughs> Fair ship. enough. I mean, yeah, like if it, the other Wonder Woman book, it's um, oh god, RJ, what's his name? The other Wonder Woman book with the with the the hunky boy from oh. uh from Asgard. Oh fuck! Fuck! Uh, what's Sig- his name? Is it Siggy? 
Siggy. Yeah, Siggy. That's it. Yes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All the Wonder Woman books are about hunky boys right now. It's great. Um, <laughs> we're finally yeah, keep, sexually keep checking those uh, those shipping updates on these ships. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> gotta check my gotta check my tracking number and see God if they've shipped. <laughs> there it is. That's the joke. <laughs> Uh, but Fuck. yeah, basically, uh, then we get back to all the other queens, and they're like, yo, if she... Yeah. <laughs> basically, like, Hera's like, okay, uh, I believe it's time to put our plot into motion, and then Nubia's like, this can be done with diplomacy, but the Am- Amazon must be excised from her native soil, and then the um, Banamajal uh, queen is like, kill her if she's allowed to exist, it leaves us vulnerable to attack from Hera and her votary. So, like, yeah, all the pantheons are freaking the fuck out and doing what they have to to get rid of her. Um, I, I just want to mention the color work in this. Um, oh my god, yeah, Jordi Miller fucking killed it. It's gorgeous. All of the different like pantheon locations have a completely different color temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. and it all it, and it all still works on the page. Like, there's so much color theory going on, and it's beautiful. Yep, yep, absolutely perfect. Um, so then we get back to the um, <laughs> the heritage tour. And uh, her friend Kevin is just trying to trying to get YouTube famous, and yep. he's just they're at the uh, some uh, waterfall, and she's lured into the water by what appears to be a siren, uh, and is like trapped in a spell from some kind of like mer creature. Uh, well, like some sort of gold skippet comes out of the water and grabs her and pulls her in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's like leaning over because she hears the song at first, mm-hmm. and that's like that's what like she's like gazing into the water as this whirlpool yeah. opens up, and then it yeah like it's the, the siren song. Uh huh. And then it pulls Obby. her in. Yep. So uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really cool like we don't know why she's not allowed back in Brazil, but clearly she's a big fucking deal. It's like total total. I think the the main story is called the hero's journey. Like it's literally <laughs> like a uh. Uh, coming of age tale like a like a luke skywalker is like learning that he's the most powerful jedi in the universe kind of deal like she's just coming into her power and it's oh fucking... so it's star wars got it i mean that's the hero's journey that's the hero's literally journey. every yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, is, this is just star wars where's the death star at where are they at uh, but yeah, who's the, it who's the Death Star? <laughs> who is whomst is the Death Star? Whomst is the Death Star? Is that Brazil? Is Brazil the Death Star? That's no moon. <laughs> I think we've reached our quota on whomsts. Whomsts? <laughs> Don't you tell episode. me what to do. said that. Whomst? <laughs> there it is. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right. What else we got? We got Ultra Mega Number Three. Fuck yeah, we do. This book is so loud. It is huge <laughs> and loud. So we get some. Uh, Who's it by? This is, this is by James Heron and Dave Stewart. So we get some kaiju arena fighting, gladiatorial style. Yeah. So um, this reminded me of something. There's uh, it, it, if you've ever heard of kaiju big battle, it's pro wrestling. Where all Shocked. of the all of the talent dresses like kaiju monsters, and they fight in a ring with a bunch of tiny buildings. Do they uh, all rip each other's limbs off? <laughs> yeah, no, that happens. Oh, and well, it's then, fantastic. Right. 
and this is that, but like way grosser and more real. <laughs> it's pretty gross. With, with with actual kaiju monsters. But they're yeah. tiny kaiju monsters. They're person-sized kaiju, and I love it. Yeah, that's that that's what maybe like as the story was unfolding, I was like, oh my god, this is kaiju big battle. My favorite part about this issue before we you know want to get too far ahead, well, before you get into the plot, um, there's a lot of world building for the kaiju. And we find out that a lot of the time they don't, they're not huge. Like there's a whole civilization of just like regular sized kaiju, like human sized kaiju. Well, they haven't been since the ultra mega shit. They used to be big. Yeah, they used to be big, and now they're just like regular, like small size. Yeah, like and, you and see they- a bunch that are like screaming at people, and you realize that they're like they're like teddy bear size, <laughs> <laughs> like that little crab guy. He's so fucking. I also cute. like that they're surrounded by like person sized buildings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they like yeah. build a whole thing. They build a whole city in the in the little gladiatory ring. Yeah, and then dress up other people like the ultra megas. Just yes. like enact their vengeance on them or whatever. Yeah, it's just kaiju big battle. Yeah. Like <laughs> seriously, like if you want to experience this in real life, uh, I'm sure kaiju big battle is going to start having shows again. Look them up. Um, it is a wild. Time. There's probably less death in the real one. If I significantly add, less. Okay. Death. <laughs> yeah, but there's also probably less boosh. Oh man! Mm. If someone doesn't dress up like Boosh for your the next live Kaiju Big Battle they go to, I'm gonna do it. You need someone like get a, me Doctor Cube on the phone. <laughs> you need a flesh net and just pop out of you, dude. What? Uh, yeah, I don't ever want to hear the word flesh net <laughs> ever again. What else would you describe Boosh's power? I no, need no, to know. We're getting too we're getting too far away from this whole thing. So, so our our protagonist, this kid Noah from the last couple issues has been captured and he's he's put in this kind of like a, arena warfare place where they like watch kaiju rip people apart for fun mm-hmm. and like like we already mentioned the kaiju are like human size so they kind of scale everything down for that and There's and they're the- pretending like it's mercy they're like well when the ultra makers killed us uh they didn't afford us the luxury of choosing our who we could battle and like they weren't given the option of like you know like we're showing them mercy and then just like decimate people <laughs> with with fucking kaijus yeah and he's also in there with two other guys the one guy is like trying to act all tough and be like hey man i'm going to get us out of here i'm a huge fighter the other guy is just Pissing in his pants, yeah. literally. And the other one's an actual kaiju. But yeah, he looks like the Ultra Mega, <laughs> so he's made to fight. <laughs> like that poor guy. Yeah, he's like a turtle. Yeah, but he looks exactly like the main Ultra Mega from uh, from earlier. He's dressed just like the kid, but that's just what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and all the while, there's like this subplot of this like dude who is like unconscious he's the one that he works for the kaiju no oh okay he's Uh, the one that captured him also noah's friend becky is is captured separate as well other subplot i thought you're talking about her Um, yeah the other guy is he works for the main monster guy running the kaiju battle yeah he was like the gang leader yeah and and the kid fucked him up real bad in the last issue so he's like um he's comatose or something he's comatose and he kind of got thrown in there also <laughs> so fucking brutal what a yeah, great time no yeah. honor among kaiju but yeah I also suppose. like yeah the little turtle guy is like hey man i got the only way to get out of here i'll like let me 
let me <laughs> let you in on a little secret. <laughs> He's like, uh, unlike you and your green friend here, I actually have a more pleasant way out of this. Now, where did I put that? And then he just shivs his own throat open. Which oh. he's got like a snake neck. It's he's like a snake long. neck turtle. So yeah. it's like a lot of blood. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. yep. Yeah, he's like a giraffe turtle. Yeah. So like imagine a giraffe slitting its throat from top to bottom. Not Pretty great. Gross. Yeah. None of this kid's got to go fight some fucking kaijus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this kid just keeps seeing the craziest shit Dude, he's ever yeah. seen in his life just over and over again. Yeah. Yep. In quick succession. Yeah. Like that bar just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah. But then he goes out into the, the Coliseum. He's like, this is elaborate. <laughs> like, <they're laughs> all the buildings. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, yeah. I like the announcer guy. Yeah, I like this great. whole thing. This whole, like I would go to this show. I uh, you know, Dude, <laughs> fucking boosh. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Then they announce all the uh, the <laughs> kaiju's that they're gonna battle. It's like Strax, Rip Bash, and Boosh. <laughs> and Boosh. And Boosh is just like, Ooh. like if you've ever seen Shin Godzilla, it's one of like the larva stage Shin Godzillas, <laughs> like the real wiggly. It kind of looks like Amazing Baby. A little uh, bit. Little yeah. Bit. It does look, yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's like um. One of the spirit creatures from Princess Mononoke, like one of the like, <laughs> but like also a worm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So then the, the announcer guy's like, we're going to do something we don't usually do here. We're going to allow the Ultra Mega to pick which Kaiju they're going to fight. And we cut back to the guy who was acting all tough earlier and he's like sweating bullets. And it's just that he gets first pick and he's like, I'll take um, him. And he points at Boosh, obviously. <laughs> And I, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, God, oh, he God, is so what's, fucked. What's Boosh going to do? <laughs> he is so fucked. He deploys the flesh net. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I guess that's what you would call that. Just what this, else like, do you want big... to call it? it? It almost looks like a giant colon comes out yeah, of his no, mouth. Yeah, he, he no, un- he unfurls his own intestines and, and then... swallows him and then puts in the stomach acid. Yeah, because that's so much better than flesh net. And then immediately <laughs> diarrhea's out all immediately of his bones. diarrhea's him out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy that was pissing his pants earlier just starts throwing up. <laughs> like like this was finally the thing that grossed him out. Yeah, this watching was the it. guy he just met get dissolved and then shat out. <laughs> and he gets quick work made out of him. Oh, and, then, and then it's his turn, the, the guy who's throwing up. It's like, all yeah. right, next it's the uh, the Burnt Umber Ultra Mega will choose. And he's like going like, ugh. Uh, they're like, Strax, we heard him say Strax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just bolts, right? Yeah, he tries, yeah, he to, just run. tries to run he away. He does not yeah. succeed. Yeah, that and just gets ends poorly. Up. And then they're no. going to try and call on the comatose guy. And the kid feels bad because he's the reason that he's comatose. And he's like, hey, fuck you. It's my fucking turn to choose. And I choose... Rip, rip slash. I choose rip spawn. Like he can't remember the dude's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it's, me one of I, I like that point where it's just like this is it's it's stupid. Like why would I remember his stupid name? Yeah, like, right, exactly. <laughs> and the the like rip whatever his name is is confused. He's like no yeah. one's ever done that before. <laughs> Dude, this shit was this last next couple pages of him like fighting is fucking crazy. Well, yeah, kid's brilliant because he sees a weakness and it's Boosh. Yeah, so like he throws a spear at Boosh, who's like happens to be standing next to the guy, and a bunch of Boosh's stomach acid comes shooting out and burns the guy's face. <laughs> and then he just, you know, 
slits his throat. I like how Boosh is next to him and like just deflated. Oh, <laughs> like a little poor little deflated. Also, but like then, like, Bo- like Boosh is just a Pokemon because he just keeps saying his own name. Yeah, yeah. Boosh? I thought but that then, was like, funny we, too. We we noticed like the little eyeball that had is the power of the Ultra Mega has been watching the whole time. Yeah, he's like, oh, finally a warrior. Like he sees the kid actually step up and like be a badass. <laughs> and then Mommy Mothra shows up. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the, the king of the kaiju Mantra. shows up and starts like waving his dick around all like yeah. well i'm the biggest baddest guy here and like being all threatening and shit and then it's just his mom shows up yeah who's, who's mo- like mommy <laughs> this big giant mothra thing <laughs> he's like oh i you yeah i've invited you to the games but i didn't think you'd actually she's like oh games you've been playing games it's like, I- so i've been playing with my collectibles <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, so then they, the, the eyeball kid spirits him away. Yeah, they kind of use that as a as a chance to escape, and then Noah doesn't leave without this unconscious dude. Yeah, because he feels so bad. they're like dragging him through the sewer, and then like he almost gets stopped by one of these these monsters that eventually chase him down. What's well, gets his leg broken? It's because he killed Strax's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, Strax's girlfriend was Boosh. Yeah. R.I.P. My queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he he comes to, and the eyeball guy is like, "All right, well, the good news is we saved your friend, but you're dying." <laughs> I like how he has a little first aid kit. <laughs> he got, like, he's got a little teeny tiny first aid. And like, he got, like the scene half before, his stomach ripped out. Yeah, he got half yeah, his body fucked up. Apart. Oh yeah, yeah the kaiju used dead. his thumb to like rip out like from his like sternum out. Like, like yeah, just like, like, like give me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just like rips a big chunk out of the side of his body. He scorches out his intestines. <laughs> Sclor- yeah, that so that's is that's the automatopoeia is scorch. Scorch, yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, so unless this dude gives him ultra mega powers, like he is fucked. Yep. So well, dead. I mean, good news, he can give him the Ultra Mega Power, so uh, I'm hoping that, you know, means he can regenerate. Well, otherwise, we're gonna have to have, like, change the main character a third Again. time, which is uh, yeah, just gonna... A third, t- a third time. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a roller coaster, this book. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck yeah, uh, go Google um, Kaiju Big Battle. You won't, be, <laughs> you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Especially if you were a fan of this comic. <laughs> all right well god one of the most confusing books because Pre- prepare so, yourselves it's so light and colorful but so dark uh, yeah guys <laughs> this is uh it was trigger warning i know we didn't do a trigger warning for the last issue which was really or violent any but this is issue ever yeah this one's pretty rough <laughs> this one actually this is, deserves a trigger warning. no pun this one's hard it. this one's hard to yeah. get through this is stray dogs number pretty four <laughs> 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 I made that joke in the Discord. Yeah. Uh Stray Dogs number four, uh by Tony Flakes, uh Trish Trish Forstner and Brad Simpson. So this is in the aftermath of last issue where our boy Earl is a fucking narc and uh tattled on Victor, who was our Talmatian, um, and they he got taken behind the shed and he got shot. Yeah, um, so the, the Dalmatian was, like, trying to call 911. Yeah, because he was a fire dog, because of course he was. And the owner figured it out and 
brought him behind the shed and fucking shot him. But he only figured it out because Earl ratted him out. Yeah. Oh, and uh, let me just, before it gets too bad, I'll shout out to Will for pointing out, uh, Will, Brave New World, so I'm going to shout him out right now. Nice. For pointing out that them. the number of dogs <laughs> on the cover is corresponding to the issue number so far. Oh. He's been pointing out every single time I buy stray dogs, like, yo, check this out. It's number four. It's four <laughs> dogs course. on the cover. <laughs> issue three did the same shit. So every month he's like, yo, check it out. Look at all these dogs <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> so <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant uh expertise from Brave yeah. World. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best and the brightest. <laughs> yeah. That is some true salesmanship right there. So anyway. So we kind of, we start off, we get a flashback of Earl getting some treats from the guy, um, and did the guy tell him to not barking, and then we cut to present day where all of the dogs are looking at the guy and Earl, and the guy is just eating cereal, looking at all of the pictures of women he's killed. Oof. He's like, what? What? It's that weird, he's just looking at the pictures that he took. It's like, bro. <laughs> like, Dude, Earl needs to wake the fuck up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so basically, this whole issue is basically like trying to prove that, uh, like, none of you guys can remember. You didn't remember. You only remember because you were here. You're all full of shit. Like, trying to prove that, like, what they're thinking, like, what they mem- remember about their, their ladies um, is true. Like, that they were murdered and taken by this guy. So they basically are like, all right, um, he leaves, the, the, the man leaves, and, um, they decide, all right, we're going to go out back, but we're going to go fucking find Vic. We're going to go find him. We're going to go see what the fuck happened. Because oh. he's like, oh, Earl's like, yeah, he's just in the shed. He's just getting punishment. It's fine. We've all been there. It's like, no, he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> so they go out to the shed, and it's uh, open, and they kind of are sniffing around. It's like, oh, I smell him here, I smell him there. And they're like, no, he's, I smell him in there. Let's go in. And then the, I can't remember this dog's name, but the goes in takes a look and then immediately runs out. I was like, run. Just fucking run. Don't go in there. We can't stay here. You need to fucking we need to go now. And it cuts to the fucking shed and it's Victor's pelt and a bunch of dog skulls and shit. It's fucking brutal. So all the dogs now see what has happened there's right some jeffrey for, dahmer shit going yeah, on except for earl so all jeffrey the dogs dahmer. try to um tr- start trying to like slam against the fence they're trying to dig he's like no i've digged everywhere the fence goes all the way down so it's like oh shit this has happened before right but then earl's poking around in the room that no one's supposed to go in while the dogs are frantically trying to figure like how figure out how to get out of the house earl starts sniffing around he goes in the room and eventually opens up this one door and then it flashes back to that memory and it pans out and it's him as a puppy getting a bunch of treats, but it's the room is just pink and has like unicorns and then immediately you see him like he's just eating treats and then behind him this guy is killing his um his lady, as they they, they always say in this, and takes Earl as a puppy. So Earl has basically lived there as a puppy. So he doesn't know any better. Yeah, he's he was like the first, it seems He like. was one of the first ones, yeah. or at least of this group, right? Yeah, because well, yeah, it, because it he, shows he him, also... Yeah. Him and Imogen, who's like, the, there's like a really big dog that's been there a really long time, but like, they uh, they seem to keep to themselves this whole time. So like, they, yeah, it, he goes it also through the shows, same thing. shows yeah. him as a puppy mm-hmm. being welcomed into the house by like a whole mess of other stray dogs. So like, and this then, shit's been going on for years. So the thing that he kicks open is 
and you see, oh fuck, it's the mounted heads of all the dogs that have been killed, and oh the one, God. the new one is Victor. Uh, so this dude, shit. on top of being a serial killer of human people, human women, <laughs> he is also killing the dogs that are f- figuring it out and trying to escape, which is fucking insane. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like and, him. And it's <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. what's so unsettling about it is it's it's drawn in this like Dude, this Disney all cartoon. dogs go to heaven yeah. style. It yeah. breaks my brain. That it, Disney house style. It that, hurts like, my brain. That furry adjacent kind of anthropomorphic style. It's it, it the art is gr- I love. It's so bright. It's so colorful. Like yeah. you expect it to be this fun, happy book, and it's just brutal it just rips your guts out of your body yeah so <laughs> and we we talk about the first issue or two i will say not a fucking chance i saw this like this Dude. was a turn that i was not seeing uh i also want to uh, point on out this one I, I believe when we talked about probably like the first maybe the second issue i, I mentioned something to the effect of like well serial killers notoriously don't own pets right he, there's only one i can think of and it's dennis nielsen and he loved his little puppy um <laughs> That was the only, it's the only one that I ever know of that it like had a pet. Dennis Nielsen. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, it seems the only to, one. It um, seems to be like, this is maybe where it started based on the shed, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. most serial killers get their start killing pets and animals and shit first. Yeah. So Didn't Dennis is, Nielsen's dog have a funny name too? Yeah. It was like, it was like princess or, Fl- no, princess is, uh, I'm thinking of Buffalo Bill. Was but, it like blip or something? Yeah. Something weird. <laughs> Dennis Nielsen. Google, show me Dennis Nielsen's dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god blep bleep blep no bleep. nice it's well bleep. done it's boosh yeah <laughs> it's boosh <laughs> oh poor little bleep uh it's funny yeah this this book's fantastic it's yeah dude. i don't expect it like it gets me every time and i'm like i know something fucked up's gonna happen but didn't yeah think but be you're, you're lulled up. in by the art the, by that by that sweet art and, and it's all cute puppies <laughs> like you know what i mean like because a lot of this like this earl dog who's been like the watchdog who's trying to defend him he's just a fucking dog he and doesn't know any better like you know what i mean he's just a puppy he's, that just got lo- he's loyal to a fault like dogs but, like to him like like his only owner was he didn't remember that he had another owner because he's been there since he was a puppy yeah it's cr- yeah it's crazy it's got such a Rugrats vibe to it of like, yes, you know, absolutely. like the, the dogs having kind of this own world and language in and of themselves mm-hmm. that's kind of coexists with the mundane life, lives of the adults. But like the adult in the situation is committing atrocities. <laughs> <laughs> right. And has been for seemingly decades. Like, it, because. Yeah, Earl's that, now it, a full-grown older dog now. Yeah, like, so like that's like what 10, 15 years probably, easily. Yeah, like, and then he already had a slew of dogs before Earl. So yeah, like yeah. holy shit, man. Yeah, this dude, this is a prolific serial killer. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's good, but Yo, yeah, if this, if this buckle in. Next issue isn't them like mauling him to death. I'm gonna be upset. I need, well, I need them to like get revenge real hard. Well, now I'm sure, the, I'm sure they will. Yeah, now that the holdout has figured out, like Earl's figured out, he's the there. You know, there could be a turd now, right? It could get he could get everyone on board. Well, yeah, but also the owner like walks in on Earl and with holding a gun. Yes, calling him a bad dog. Like Jesus Christ. 
There's no bad dogs, just bad owners. And he is the worst owner. Just reiterates Potentially. (laughs) Could potentially be the worst owner. Oh my god. All right. We gotta get out of here. Um, Good luck. Speaking of lots of death, uh, the... (laughs) Nice. Many deaths of Layla Star, number two. Um, this one is by Rom V, uh, Felipe Andrade, and with color assists by Inez Amaro. This is my favorite um, first page of a comic. Oh, it's this so week. good. Her it's talking so, to this crow. It's, it's so, so Matthew good. from is from Sandman. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I yeah. really love her crow friend, and I want one <laughs> of my own. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and, and she, like she's talking to the crow, and he's just saying, like, ah, crow. And she's like, how am I supposed to find the kid? Who? Isn't that what I'll say? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, want a, I want a crew that says what? Yeah. <laughs> they stole RJ's joke. <laughs> yeah. And then she, and she's like, you're I'll a really weird it. crow. And he's like, well, I've never seen a talking human before, so. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so then she she reveals like, yeah, I used to be the goddess of death. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, So what happened? She's like, yeah, I got fired. I got to, you know, I was going to kill this kid, but I couldn't because I'm, you know. I'm a human. And he's like, huh, well, I'm a funeral crow. Um, when people die here, sometimes their last rites call for crows. They offer me rice and I carry the recently passed all to, uh, to someone in your department, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you really shouldn't feed birds rice. It's not good for them. But it doesn't make them explode. That's also a misnomer. Hey, but it's not good for them. It's not, yeah, but it's not like going to kill them either. It's not good for them. It's not bad for them. It's not good for them. I imagine if you only do it like once and it's at your funeral, that's like a special occasion. It'll be fine. Plus, well, this this is, this is a crow, crow that like up. tours around doing this, so it, yeah, he knows what's <laughs> up. Anyway, crows are very smart. They're not gonna yeah, eat no also, rice. Crows will eat literally anything. They're billy goats with wings. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I love them so much. <laughs> also, uh, to any of the crows in my backyard who might be listening, this is the kind of relationship we could be having. But you're, <laughs> you know. Be very standoffish, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. This could be us, but you're playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so slide into my DMs. We'll try to <laughs> just <laughs> just imagine you like leaving your single issues out so the crows can read them. It's like get, get ready for the show next week, man. If you get a crow familiar before I do, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna. Have I mean, a there's problem. there's a lot of them, and I was feeding them for a little while, but they kind of, but my. Neighbors moved in with kids, and they haven't really been around much because the kids are always out playing. Damn them, man! Sucks. Bullshit. Well, anyway, so our crow friend—I'm going to call him Matthew because he reminds me so much of Matthew from Sandman. So our crow friend Matthew. Uh, well, his na- he has a name. It's like it's it's Ka, isn't it? Does he say or that? Ka? It's Kathew. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a name. Oh, he was Ka. Just... K A H. Ka. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah, he does have a name. Look um, at that. So Ka is like, hey, I'm about to head to a funeral right now. Do you want to come? And she's like, yeah, all right, sure, I got yeah, nothing better I, to do. I, I'm not doing anything. It's not doing anything. And then it cuts back to Darius, who is the kid that's eventually going to um, invent immortality. Um, he's eight at this point, and this is his first conversation with death and many in more than ways than one. With and about. It's with kind of about. what starts <laughs> forming in him the idea, or like, you know, the, the basis for mm-hmm. his life of solving to work solving death yeah solving death yeah, yeah exactly um i just really like that pun this conversation with death um yeah no it's so, pretty great so we find out that when when darius was a kid he was living in um this uh new development like um in the old bungalow on the outskirts of the city and they had like jackfruit and mango trees in the backyard and they had this like 
um, servant. They employed a servant who did all like the yard work, and he was this like crazy tall, like super jacked and like super dark skinned dude. Um, and the Darius would, like, him was really cool. What's his name? I don't, um, Bardon, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, Bardon. I just like the um, way he, they drew him. Like, yeah. just made him seem like they tried to describe him like he's like a tree almost. It's kind of abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he describes yeah. him like a fairy tale creature, and then he is drawn to similarly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. So like, Darius grows up like riding on Bardon's shoulders and like playing in the in the yard and like talking about all the plants and animals and like Bardon is like just kind of giving him this like folk wisdom. Um. So he's like <laughs> yeah. one of his first friends, and like, uh, Darius always wants to give him like the the jackfruit seeds, and he's like never allowed to. Like, he just eats, like, shitty stew. And eventually his family moves, and, like, he doesn't, he doesn't get to see Bardon again. Um, but then he finds out that Bardon has passed away. So mm-hmm. he asks, you know, his parents are like, no, we, we can't go to the funeral. Like, that's, we don't visit their funerals. It's inappropriate. Yeah, um, they're definitely, like, a very... They're elite. rich. They're rich. They're yeah, rich. they're like, we're not gonna, even though he worked for us for fucking however long. Since he was like one, the, one of the formative friends of our child. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's like, nah. It'd be inappropriate to mingle like, with the underlings. Y'all suck. Yeah, no. <laughs> fucking rich people. They're a different species. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Darius decides to fucking run away from home to go to the funeral. And there's a lot of really cool pages of Ka just, like, describing, like, how funerals... The yeah, the ritual uh-huh. is for the living, not for the dead. And it's, uh-huh. and it's because it's the only thing that, like, you can own for yourself. Like, it's like, you have no control over, over the way that you die, but you can control how you embrace yeah, it. I really love the idea of a funeral crow describing the humanity of death to the yeah. goddess of death because yeah. she doesn't understand yeah because she just that she's angle like, of it why are they you know why are they doing all of this it doesn't yeah, make i don't any understand sense. it though this mortal preoccupation with death the ceremony the gravity of the ritual he's like um do you not see it it's the one thing that's theirs not death itself but what you leave behind yeah. and like he's talking about like you know the memories that you give to your your loved ones and like the way that they process your death is like you know that the gravity of that is what's important Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and that's and then he explains to her why she was unable to kill the child because it's like, well, you're mortal. It's different, you know. Yep. Um. So, come to find out that the funeral that the crow was taking her to was Bardon's, and as she's like standing on the water, um, this little boy runs up who ends up being Darius, and she kind of comforts him, and she kind of like. Kind of has the same conversation that the crow just gave to her, where she's yeah, like, "Pretty much," you know. and um, then like the, the the boy runs away, and she like tries to follow him because she's like, "I don't know why, but I felt the need to like make sure he was okay." I don't know if it was like the crowd or like you know like something pulled her to find him, mm-hmm. and as she was being pulled through the crowd, they handed her a bundle of um petals to to put in the water. And as she's, she's like going along with it, either by muscle memory or by being polite to the grieving families or because she actually needed to, you know, experience this for herself. 
she goes into the water and it turns out that the water is where all the souls go to, you know, move on, to, to, to pass on to the afterlife. And as she finds out that that was Darius, she hears his mom call him. She's like, oh, thank God you, I found you, Darius. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, right, that kid? <laughs> right as that happened, uh, the, the water's chill creeps up her foot and she remembers Ka's words. She remembers about the memory of all things committed to the water. She feels the countless hands of the soul she reaped as God now pulling her under. <laughs> or perhaps it was only Riptide, who's to say? <laughs> well, another book where someone gets pulled into the ocean. That's both of my books. Uh, ladies yeah. getting pulled into the that's water your, by unseen theme. forces. That's your theme. I guess this so. Week. Yeah. So she, the the cop pulls her out. Page. Yeah, I love how the cop pulls her out, and she's like, "Ah, thank you for saving me." It's just like saving you. I'm a funeral crow. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> oh. Also, he's he's huge now. Yeah, she's tiny and he's huge. Um, and then she wakes up with the god of life again, and he's like, I really, we need to keep, we need to quit seeing each other like this. <laughs> but uh, now it has been 12 years from the last time she died. So he's now, uh, oh, that makes that's the many deaths. I get it. Cause yeah. she's going to die every issue. <laughs> Glad you got that on issue three. Sean is well, this issue two. Sean. Thank you. Issue two. This is why huh? we have the podcast. So you can catch yeah, up and have these revelations with you. Mm-hmm. There you go. So this kid will be 20 the next time she yeah. tries to get him? Yeah, probably going into medical school or doing whatever it is that he learns how to cure death. Yeah. Maybe he just like eats a lot of apples and he's like, you know what? You know, they did Every- say an apple a day. Yeah. Everyone- yeah. But if you eat two a day, it's the, it's that, forever. It's that fruit that he got from the guy. <laughs> the jackfruit? Jack yeah. Jackfruit is tasty. That's what it, it is. Uh, it tastes like um, juicy fruit gum. There's a, <laughs> there's a kind of snapshot element to this book that reminds me of Day Tripper, where it's mm-hmm. like yeah. different lives and it's kind of just like life affirming and uh, you get different um, kind of timelines and stuff yeah all all the different like messages are kind of interweaving in the past and in real time like they're all kind of like this coexisting yeah the the synchronicity of life and death i guess if you will there's a more like in this one she's more trying to prevent immortality from happening day trippers less about that stuff but there's still a (laughs) similar element for sure yeah the way it is told is still very very lyrical, very yeah. poetic. Yeah. Well, speaking of people dying multiple times, as best segue as I can make, <laughs> uh, Black Knight: Curse of the Ebony Blade, number three, by Cy Spurrier, uh, and then Sergio Davila, Sean Parsons, and Arif Prianto. Dane Whitman is a sad, sad boy. Oh, poor Dane. <laughs> um, so this one uh, is finally the fight with Mordred. Um, and Mordred's multiple ebony items that they need. Um, we learn that Elsa Bloodstone is helping uh, Black Knight because she needs the bloodstone that is near Mordred to resurrect her father, um, Ulysses. Uh, and there's this great line where it's like, wow, you must miss him a lot to go through all of this. It's like, no, no, God, he's horrible. He just knows where my inheritance is. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best. Man, I love that's her. going through a lot of bullshit, but yeah. like, I get it, girl. <laughs> the, she, she, she's so great in this issue because uh, at the end, when uh, 
like they're about to they're about to kill black knight but without his um his blade so if he's not holding his blade when he dies he won't get resurrected so she has one Mm. shot left in her gun and the enemy she's fighting starts running away and she wants to collect his head because she's a she's a monster hunter and um (laughs) so she's about to shoot him but then she realizes black knight is in trouble so she's like god damn it i'll do you a favor and she she shoots him in the head and kills him while he still has the blade so he'll resurrect You're welcome <laughs> do you a favor um uh i also want to point out that there's a talking crow in this book as well there is and talk nice yeah. <laughs> you get both so yeah uh one of it's kind of Got reminded of once upon a uh, once in future because like there's King Arthur stuff, but then there's also uh, they talk about how Bloodstone she's able to track the ebony items because her magic item is kind of syncing with the other stories, and there's like all these myths kind of like combining. Mordred has the ebony shield and the and the dagger, and at the end, uh, we kind of learn that. Um, Percy Percival, who was the original Black Knight, got like corrupted and fought uh Thor, but like beat Thor so badly that they had to wipe Thor's memory of being uh damn yeah being beaten <laughs> by him, and uh he kind of went into like a berserker rage, and that's what happens with the Black Knight. Like just the more uh depressed you get, the more strong the stronger you get, and like. It just kind of starts like corrupting you. Um, so at the end, uh, Mordred is like watching after escaping the battle. He's like watching through a, a blood scrying, um, uh, watching Dane take the ebony chalice, and he's like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna drink it because kind of information is the only thing he he now has uh, left." Um, so the end, it ends with him raising the chalice to his lips and something's going to happen when he does that. So (laughs) (laughs) book is still super good. I love it. Yep. The art's great and the writing is great. And I love Elsa Bloodstone so much. So hell yeah. Um, well, I got a shout out, uh, the autumnal number seven by Daniel Krauss, Christian and Jason Wordy. Um, what is going on in this fucking book? I feel like. (laughs) We haven't talked about the last couple issues of this book because it's been steadily building, and this is still, like, the penultimate issue. I cannot wait to see what happens in the next issue, but this feels like it's all built up to this. Um, I don't want to even give away too much because I feel like this is a really good, like, trade weight. Like, people should definitely mm, check this out. Uh, it's got full, like, the lottery by Shirley Jackson meets Wicker Man. Like, that is where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Super creepy cult, super, like, they're all chanting around the, the giant bonfire and come to find out that, uh, you know, our main character's daughter, Sybil, is, like, the chosen one by, by Clementine. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. been chosen. And she's, and she's supposed to be thankful for, you know, the, given the honor of, of being chosen. And they kind of put um, the, our main character into a bit of a trance. Like, yeah, they, she's, she's just kinda, like, yeah, you can take my kid, sacrifice She kind of starts to accept it, and she's kind of like, what? I I guess she feels like powerless and just kind of like overwhelmed and she's like 
you know, the, I, I think a lot of it is also very like uh, self-defeating. She's got this like, well, you know, I was a bad mom anyway. I'll yeah, just exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. real clever uh, writing because it's very subtle, the transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, they they just uh they, they give her some terrible imposter syndrome and make her pretend like she uh didn't want to be a mom anymore and then she snaps out of it and runs into the woods after her and then uh give her shit's about time. to get real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's already gotten bad for a few people and it's gonna probably get worse. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so good. The art is so creepy. It's it's uh yeah. yeah this book I, is terrifying. Yeah. It's one of those books that I feel like even if we talked about it all the time on the show, I, I feel like I wouldn't be doing it justice. It, yeah, it's yeah. got such a good aesthetic. And her, uh, like, her boyfriend might have found a quicker way to remove tattoos. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Yikes. Gonna be put Savage. out of a job soon. Yeah, that bro's got no skin. <laughs> skin ripped off. That's not skin good. removal. Be fine. <laughs> put a little, yeah. little iodine, some neosporin, and he'll be fine. Take a couple aspirin yeah. call me in the morning. Just put it back on. Yeah. Okay, you, you're doing fine. <laughs> so, oh man. Um, speaking of cre- creepy cult towns. Also number seven. Um, <laughs> also number seven. Oh, fuck, that's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stillwater number seven by Chip Zdarsky, Roman K- Ramon K. Perez, Mike, and Mike Spicer. Um, so this is our first issue back after they blew up Town Hall. <laughs> um, leaving just everyone crippled and dying, and well, not bleeding. dying because they can't die, well, but like dying. in a lot of pain. Yeah, they're fucked up. Faces yeah. are melted got off. Baby limbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some because they chose that mo- method of regeneration, the creepiest method. Of course, the yeah. pickle method, yeah. like like in like in Deadpool. Yeah. Yes. Where he has a little baby hand. <laughs> so. Basically, now we have a full-on just military militia taking over um, because the deputy brought his old marine buddies in, and they're all just been waiting to kill a bunch of motherfuckers for years. Lots of bullets in this issue. Yeah. Yeah, not (laughs) a great crew to be running around right after shit happened. And then they just start rounding people up to figure out who did it. It's kind of an um, interesting dynamic when your fight scenes consist of bullets as like an incapacitator and not lethal. Yeah. It's like you get yeah. shot in the neck and you're down for like two seconds. Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, we have our main character and his mother are like, yo, no matter what happens, um, they're going to think it's us. So we got to fucking, we got to go. Um, and basically, she is explaining since killing people is not a big deal blowing up town hall like the whole people versus property thing she's like because we can't die no one really cares as much but like you blow up town hall it's much harder to rebuild and that's a much bigger deal mm. than just walking up the street and fucking shooting someone in the face i mean i've i've typically noticed that um destroying property pisses off people more than <laughs> yeah <laughs> they made a they, yeah they made a point to talk about that uh, that's a different podcast well. yeah that's casey's uh that's any podcast casey's podcast. on yeah, it is. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. You're not wrong. So eventually, um, eventually he gets into a sword fight, as one does. Um, I love how the the one guy fighting him was like, you know, old swords tend to be rusty or dull. He's like, yeah, but if anyone's gonna keep them sharp, it's my mom. And proceeds to like just <laughs> slice this dude in the so face. Great. Um, but they have this. They kind of fight. He gets his arm chopped off. He's gonna die. And then, like the little kid we met in the beginning, that threw himself, that, that jumped off the building early on, and kind of regenerated. 
shows up and kind of plays up is like you know are you gonna keep hurting him are you gonna do that and distracts the guy just long enough for the other guy to chop his head off because yeah. we, as we've learned this kid is not a kid he's a fucking grown-ass man because he's been <laughs> stuck in a 10 year old's body for however fucking long uh-huh. and basically he went to save him because he's like you're the only kid that's grown up and ha- was born here yeah. what the f- like and like they've all been stuck there Ugh. and basically he's saying look you're one of the Stillwater children you're gonna like we um you're the only one that got the dream to grow basically and we already have a plan in place we have all the time in the world and basically pans to their fucking straight up Ewok village Ewok village it's in the, the trees it's, it's the Ewok village yeah so all the kids of Stillwater have their own little village in the woods that they've been just kind of hanging out and planning for this basically inevitability it's fucking crazy wild as fuck yeah it was awesome um <laughs> yeah of all the places back. that this like when this book was was announced i'm like oh that's a cool premise for a book never would i have guessed it would go to these places like yeah. what the fuck no one ever expected <laughs> yeah. you wants. yeah right so now we have all the, ki- the kids that we haven't seen many of in this town <laughs> nice um basically planning to take back over yeah from these fucking militant pieces of shit that just rolled in just so they can get their fucking death boners taken care of because that's all they want to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of death boners. <laughs> no, Bold. that's not it. Nope. <laughs> Our top story. Uh, there's we made more it, dogs. you guys. <laughs> Did we? Uh. Yeah. Nightwing 80, the prettiest book on the shelf, uh, the sweetest book on the shelf, the most wholesome puppy of this week. This puppy is adorable. Fair. <laughs> glad that there Nightwing's... were lots of other puppies, none of them this wholesome. I'm glad I mean, that... there were plenty of other wholesome puppies, but this one still has all of his skin on his body. Oh, <laughs> well, he doesn't. Fuck. He's got one less leg, but you know, he's doing all right. He's a he's a fighter. Anyway, so we open up. Nightwing, Dick sleeping on the couch. This dog, bar- this dog barking like crazy. And man, I fucking relate to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's the police at his door. Um, want and asking him about. Um, ask want to ask him some questions. I love and, his uh, shirt. I want it. It's that black canary world tour shirt. Yep. It's so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Basically, they want to question him because. Um, he reported his wallet stolen, and then um, a homeless, uh, this guy, uh, Martin Holt, had a hotel room using his credit card. He's like, no, no, I, I did that. That was me. But then he finds out that he was murdered. He was murdered and- by getting his heart taken out. And they're yes. like, uh, hey, Mr. Grayson, did you, guys, did you steal a guy's heart yesterday? And he's like, what? I'm yeah, what I, I used a credit card to pay for the man's hotel room, and then I murdered him. Because- and yeah. then I stole his heart. I like how yeah, the conclusions yeah. the cops came to with <laughs> yeah, that evidence. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, I mean, this is a mock Occam's Razor bullshit. Like, this is the, yeah. like, well, this seems too easy. Mm. Let's go question him. <laughs> I like how Barbara has clearly just left his apartment and calls him. He's like, hey, 
Like, oh, it's like, you miss me already? It's like, uh, something like that. Could you come I, back? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm being accused of murder and you're my only alibi. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yep, be right, be right there. I love, love, love. There's a panel where he, like, she knocks on the door again and he opens it and she says, how's it going? He says, being accused of murder? You? <laughs> just like that fucking panel. Is yeah, so I just cool. how she rolls in. is like, yeah, I'm Barbara Gordon. Uh, I was with Dick all night. I got GPO on my phone. I could show you all of our movements over the last <laughs> 24 hours. It's like, what's the nature of your relationship? And we get that, uh, ooh, I don't know, panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not relevant. And the cop's like, we'll decide what's relevant. And she's like, I have a law degree. And he's like, so do I. And like, Dick's uh, just like, so do I. It's like, do you? They also talk about, they also talk about when Dick was on the, on the, uh, Bloodhaven Force. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just happy for old continuity to be back. Yeah. I got <laughs> yeah, Barb was like, great. look, this is ludicrous. There's no fucking evidence. Uh, this, <laughs> this would be embarrassingly incompetent if you tried to arrest him. <laughs> it's like, all right. Everyone needs a Barbara. Yep. Dude, I, I, I said this off mic, but I'm starting to develop a crush on Barbara Gordon. It's fair. Yeah, especially in this book. She's quite worthy. Also, you can relate to Barbara Gordon because there's the there's a whole little panel where Dick's like, "Thanks for spying on the police," and she says, "Anytime." <laughs> yeah, which is something yeah. I've literally kind of done for Casey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just listening to police scanners to make sure I don't get arrested, black bagged, put in a whatever. Anyway, well, he was also she was videotaping the whole, the entire conversation with mm-hmm. the detectives as well. I was talking about what it. Adam did for me. Well, that too. <laughs> But yeah, she basically was like, look, we could look at all the photos that they showed us. We could figure out who all these people are as Dick goes out and tries to find the kid. Um, and, and he, he recruits Tim. Yeah, we get Tim. Yay! Tim is Robin get a- because Damien's on an island fighting. fighting he's dead now, but you know. Well, he's dead right now. <laughs> he'll, he'll get better. If there's anything we've learned from the past three books, you'll, yeah, you'll get a- better. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, it'll be fine. I absolutely love that Tim gives Dick a chain wallet. Yeah! Oh, yeah, that joke is so, so funny. funny. It, it means kids can't steal your money, and as an added bonus, you can front a soft metal band yeah! from the early 2000s. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm never going to live this down, am I? Of Every time not. we see Tim Drake, though, I, for some reason, think of that scene in A Muppet Christmas Carol when... Godzilla's like, and Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> it's like a Tim Drake who was not dead. <laughs> oh, wow, Tim good Drake's Muppet Tim Christmas Carol callback. That's, yeah. that's good. So this is one of the, the uh, specific areas where we really get to see the, uh, how great the art is for this. Because like mm-hmm. Tim and Dick uh, are like having a talk also hopping and gliding around the city and then they like yeah. go into a train and like duck underneath the when the train goes into a, a tunnel um but like the flow of the book and the art the way the yeah. uh the way that the script is written and the way redondo understood like the flow of the book it fits a night nightwing book so perfectly uh it's yeah. really slick and, and and like Adriano Lucas's like color. Oh, it's beautiful. Theory, it's like it's like dopamine for my eyes. That, like that that, that like, pink and blue. It's so like good. it just it just pops every single time. It never gets old. And it, it's it's been kind of a running theme in the Bat books that color that like just around sunset in a a major city color mm-hmm. scheme mm-hmm. where everything yeah. kind of has that like purple. Yeah, and like. 
Well, all I those think colors. a lot of that is from, you know, the future state stuff. Everything's very like Neo Tokyo neon. Yeah. Um, but this one has its, its, its a very organic feel to it. Like it's it not It just feels like they're always going out right at sunset and I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. just you can do so you have such a wide color palette with yeah. you know that particular time of day in a city and they nailed it. It's I think an hour. I think there's a <laughs> lots of like there's tons of great artists that uh we talk about on this show, but Redondo for my money um is the one that understands the way a comic flows the best, especially for a yeah. superhero book. I just yeah, love, the movement yeah. of it is so natural and it flows so it, it, well. And it fits it fits uh, Grayson so well too. It feels yeah. like because it's literally acrobatic. It <laughs> yeah. literally yeah. is about movement. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. We t- we, he took a, an otherwise kind of mundane conversation and made it just action packed. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it feels yeah. like Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo, like they're very much on the same yeah. page. Like, not to talk to shit on any particular writers in general, but I feel like if this was maybe another Tom that we know of, it would just be like a nine-panel block with like faces talking at each other. You know what I mean? Like, but to put this conversation in movement, just just literally just walking across the city, <laughs> but like to be so fucking dynamic. Yeah, I like dynamic. how this is they get around. Like he picks them up at the train station, which is just the roof of the train station. It's just like, it's just, it's just such a very bat thing to do as well. We also get a yeah. fight later that is, it's so good. Yeah, I love so, right so before good. we get to the mission, he's basically like, I don't need Robin, I need Tim Drake. Mm. He's like, oh, you got a dog. He's like, yes, also you want, you got to take the dog with you on the mission. It's <laughs> like, People are more approachable with a lovable dog, and Barbara's like, it's true, that's science. <laughs> <laughs> also, <Yeah>. she needs a walk. <laughs> yeah, I love right on the jump of this, Tim immediately is like, so Barbara spent the night? Just yeah. immediately. And then like, no, she slept, her panel. He slept on the couch. Yeah, yeah her, her panel's like, you know I can yeah. hear you guys, right? It's like, well, yeah, now I do. Jesus. <laughs> I like how she's like a little anime avatar. Yeah, it's great. It's like, you like, fucking it's, idiots. It's got that... Um, that animated uh, Spider-Man that. Unlimited thing, or yeah. uh, Ultimate Spider-Man show. It reminds yep. me of that old Teen Titans cartoon, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that same kind of vibe. Very but basically, anime. he's going undercover in the, the homeless kid tent city to find uh, this guy's son. Man, like, uh, I know this isn't America, technically, because it's like, you know, Bloodhaven, Gotham, fictional, but like, homeless child tent city is the saddest sentence. Yeah, not a great sentence. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> and it's, especially, pretty it, This is kind of especially hard to read right now with what's been going on in Los Angeles recently, yeah. oh, where I they've mean, just been mowing down tent cities. Yeah, right. I mean, it's been happening in every major city. Uh, Philly kind of had like a victory over like like our encampment was actually going to be provided homes but uh and it's still kind of in like a weird limbo but yeah every city during covid has had like tent cities mowed down la's been especially rough oh yeah it's fucking awful um yeah not to bring you all way down we're gonna (laughs) um basically find some um basically they figure out like all these kids like pretty much had the same story the man with no heart has killed their parents and that's why they're here um but then two enforcers for Blockbuster like Executioner! Up. He's such a shitty, like shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They basically are sent there to beat up children. And they're like, yeah, we're fine with this. Like, it's like, you guys fucking suck. Also, Brutale, and he's got like, he's got like knife wings. Like, Archangel. Yeah, I don't know what. But- 
Yeah, I don't know what his deal is, but he just looks like he just like took an old scarecrow costume and tried to like go from there. He does, like yeah. he just didn't really know what he was doing. Uh but yeah, this like this He's like a great rip-off fight hate scene. monger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um <laughs> I love this little four panel uh um like almost like IKEA instructional Diagram. guide on how to put how to put Tim's staff together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, this fight scene is so great. Uh yeah. Dick like throws a baton to Tim and the catch and it's like there's it's just very anime-esque and it's very stylized and yeah. fantastic. And this big, huge splash page of like them dodging the he, knives and stuff. He throws Electrocutioner into Brutale and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so then they, obviously they save the children, but then someone lights the tent city on fire, which is again filled with homeless children. <laughs> um, God damn it. And it wasn't the other guys, it wasn't the enforcers, they were just going to regular beat up children you know not burn their houses down fucking (laughs) monsters um and then it kind of cuts to uh our villain that we haven't quite met yet uh heartless just standing in the flames um of this this tent city of all the orphans that he is created he looks like destro from gi joe oh does chrome dome (laughs) he's chrome dome (laughs) he looks pretty fucking menacing um, so it looks like next week or next month we're gonna get a uh, a battle, Heartless versus Nightwing battle. That's that should cool. be action packed. Yeah, yeah. And again, all those pages, all the action, fucking gorgeous. So dynamic. It's this is probably God, man. The bat books are so fucking good right now. It's like so it's it's good. it's hard to pick a favorite. This was. I feel like whatever one came out that month is my favorite because it just reminds me how amazing they are. Because I know there's a couple probably coming out next week that are like, yep, this is the best. Next this week is be the best one. Bad books. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but everything... Nightwing is a top-of-the-pile read uh, when it starts coming out, though. It's, it's, it's turning into one of those books. If I have to read one, it's going to be that one. At least for me. Heck yeah. Yo, this it. whole time I've been trying to remember... What band had a song called Electrocutioner? And it's like, it's this band called Darth Vader's Church from my hometown. You sure it's not the uh, band funded by Dick Grayson and his chain wallet? <laughs> I was going to say, are you, are you just confusing it with Guar's Sexecutioner? Uh-huh. No, nope, that was my first thought. I was like, is it Guar? No, it's not Guar. No, it is Darth Vader's Church, DVC. That was a blast from the past that I didn't mean to have. That was a my well, exact, shout out to those guys. That was my exact <laughs> thought upon seeing Electrocutioner. Same, same. <laughs> I was like, you know who would like this, Casey, because of that band. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. even remember the name of Darth Vader's Church. There it is. <laughs> oh, Anywho, weird. Weird, weird. All right, weird. we did it, guys. Thank God, we finally did it. We talked about <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's coming out next week? This week. What's coming out right now? Because it's Wednesday. Detective Comics yeah. mm-hmm. and Robin, it looks like. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Oh, so man, more bat right. stuff. That is a big That's bat week. And Batman Superman. Um, and Batman Superman. Okay. Hey, and Ray Superman Bill, number Batman. Three. <laughs> uh, X-Men and New Mutants, it looks like. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Black yeah. Widow. The Last Ronin, number three. Shadecraft. Oh, that's finally coming out? Apparently. Uh, Chris Cantwell's superhero book from Vault called The Blue Flame, number one. That looks one. cool. Yeah. Um, Department of Truth, Something is Killing the Children, and nice. Record-Breaking Spawn 318. Woo! Still doing it. 
<laughs> but wait, it's, they're only oh. up to 318? That's what it says. Wow. Batman Black and White? Another bad book? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Which oh, isn't God. a bad book. Nope. No, but it is book. about clowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ascender's back. I'm Jesus excited Christ. about that. Uh, a Mr. Miracle book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That'll be okay. cool. Cool. I'm excited for that. Money um, shots back? Nice. Love me some money shot. Nice. Need some fucking dick jokes in my life. <laughs> As a, yeah, we, we had we plenty just of dick jokes getting in enough. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There it is. Another image number one called Made in Korea, which looks like... Oh, that looks great. It's like um, basically a world where there are no biological parents anymore. So everyone's just made. Oh, that's kind of like Motherless Oven where you have to make your parents. Yeah, Everyone's so just that's... kind of 3D printed. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, so look... Oh. We're just going to talk about Bat- Batman and X-Men, probably, so, you know. Is the gala yep. start next week? When no. does that start? X-Men 20 comes out, though. X-Men 20 does. Next month. Okay. Is, is, there like a, is there, like, a gala book, or is it going to be, like, Ten of Swords? No, I think it's, ten it's ten like, swords. a prelude to the... Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be in, like, all the yes. books. Got it. All right, cool. So that's, uh, that's this week's comics, and they'll be last week's comics next week, when we talk about week-old comics. <laughs> Every fucking time. So, you come up with a different way every time, and it's, it's beautiful. So great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Um, join our Patreon. Uh, now's a really good time to do that because we've got all kinds of cool content coming out on Patreon. Um, Dueling Genre Versus is going to be hosted by everyone's favorite Sean from this show. Mm. Everyone's uh, favorite Sean from this show. <laughs> Yeah, it's my second. I'm actually the my second favorite Sean on this show. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so Sean here is going to be uh, hosting a dueling genre series or dueling genre versus series on The Good Place. Yeah, yeah. Casey and I have already been on an episode. Uh, Can't wait to talk about uh, Mindy St. Clair. Mm. Oh man, yeah, that poor woman. Shit's so fucking good. God, also, I love that show. Check out the other shows on Dueling Genre. Um, theme Park This has been great lately uh, since they came back. Um, Franchiseography is really cool. They're in the middle of the Scream series. Yeah, so go go, go check out uh, DuelingGenre.com. Check out all the stuff we have to offer. Join our Patreon and get even more cool stuff. Um, yeah, and we'll be here next week with more comic stuff. So until then... Take care of yourself. Keep washing your hands and maybe go get vaccinated. Do the thing. Do it. Make the appointment. It's easy now. It's not It's not a big deal. Go do it. Do the thing. Everyone's doing it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>